2: It goes without saying you're listening to "Goes Without Saying" with Saffy and Wing. I'm Saffy, and I'm Wing, and this is a really fun episode. I think actually we're talking about identity crises, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise known as an identity crisis. crisis. Lovely. Um, so if you're looking for an, an episode where you want to feel safe and seen and all together, it's a big group hug. Then Designs. enjoy.
3: Stunning. I a cool. group so hug. With my Lurgy, but
0: <clears throat> okay off
3: the cool. bat
2: i'm gonna say sorry about the voice yeah go on <laughs> it's giving gremlin girl but it's okay it's not that bad i honestly don't think i just don't want you to be in pain like i don't think well, i'm very much in pain, in pain but, but it's fine <laughs> i don't want you to, to it's come fine. to this so we'll just do it quickly we'll do it actually, nicely I hate when we say that actually, no
3: not but. even quickly but just like enjoyable like let's it's, it, it's gonna be nice it's gonna be fun but sorry to the listener to have to if Easy you're not a, a fan of these gravel voices <clears throat> sorry that that's what i'm giving um, she's just dosed herself up with um a throat spray a lot of things some tablets i've also got a on the go so you might hear that sloshing around a little bit but I'm i'm keeping it to a minimum i'm letting it do it thank you thank you we did just have a quite a big chat so that that was quite a test for me we we're think. talking about big
2: brother married at first sight yeah the usuals
3: mm-hmm. i'm really into big
2: brother i'm dying to watch it now
3: what i want to say why why i'm liking it is it's kind of giving me a real like nostalgic early 2000s throwback vibe like there's something about it that i feel like is really hitting that like y2k nostalgia element for me like well, staying thing- up late to try and watch big brother and like oh, God. my parents well, haven't like, noticed you know that i'm still awake early.
2: yeah it's just so good oh, God. that is i remember that so much that mine would be staying up for made in chelsea and big brother actually and things like that but that feel and Towie as well where it'd be like i know that if i stay up for this hour i will feel ill for the rest of the day at school tomorrow but i have it. And it's to worth it, it. <laughs> and but the conversation tomorrow at school will be about what i'm about to watch so i do need to watch it it's yeah. mandatory homework
3: well when i was younger i would stay up till literally all hours of the night i'd, I still t- I'd stay that. up till like 2 a.m on msn and then wake up and go to school that is hell on earth i don't that's know how you're doing that neither i just had too many people to talk to
2: might well, have to get up early to fit in my moulin rouge watching <laughs> yeah i forgot about that that's um, And also one. the thing that you just said about big brother that really got me you mm. said that it's not necessarily like influencers which is no. obviously what's all over the reality shows at the moment which is why yeah. i love married at first sight because it's not that so much. I but want normal people. I do people, love the idea. Scumbags with the podcast. I want good old normal men. I want, like, teachers, nurses, firefighters. Mm. I want sort of vocational people in a house. What are we going to do? Yeah. You know what? I was also kind of
3: thinking, this is just a brief thought yesterday when I watched six episodes of Big Brother (laughs) Mm. Um, in my ill state. I was thinking, as a child, I remember thinking, I could never go on Big Brother. It would be a nightmare. Blah, 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 blah. And I do still think there's a huge part of me now that just couldn't cope with not being universally loved (laughs) like even like being generally well received is not enough for me like i struggle with that idea of like i need people to like me and i wouldn't be able to cope but watching it now i watch it and i think god that would be fucking fun or like i kind of feel myself responding back to them when i'm talking maybe when they're talking maybe i'm just going mental (laughs) like really just in the flu vibe Mm. but i'm really getting into it and i'm like oh that would be so fun to go on big brother not that i'm going on big brother but I just almost think you know what, it's, it's an interesting development from me.
2: But I feel like, isn't that one of the main appeals of reality TV? Like, that's one of the things that I love the most is it's situations where you can really see yourself in mm. because the people are kind of similar to you or, like, they're as random as you being in there. Yeah. it almost They're not actors and stuff. It's kind of like, I do put myself in the position of, like, oh, I'm going in, how would I act? How would I cope with that person? Do I... That would where, be where I would fit within yeah. this group. Like, I think I really put myself... In it with reality TV, like Agreed. not. I, def, I don't think I would want to go on any of them. Well, but I do really put myself in the position of like, oh, yeah. how would I react in this situation? I think the the crux with reality
3: TV is like it's one thing to live it and experience it, but I do think like the public reception of reality TV is it's all in the edit. Like there yeah. is so much power in that edit, and I really think you just get such a warped perception. Of like ninety nine percent of the things that are going on,
2: you do. I spe- I think especially with Big Brother, you do because it's a twenty four hour. They can pick up on anything situation. And I think people are kind of
3: naive to like you pull kind of grumpy faces all day, and you're just not aware that you do that. Do you know what I mean? So then yeah. put yourself in front of a camera like on national TV. People are going to be annoyed at you for pulling your grumpy faces when they've been pulling grumpy faces all day.
2: But obviously, we're not aware of like face half an hour earlier and they put it in that scene exactly yeah
3: or you pulled it then and you just didn't mean it like that and it just gets washed away as like one of those kind of misunderstandings where it's like oh i didn't know you thought i was doing that do you know what i mean you know those kind of misunderstandings that it's like oh you read me wrong or like shit i didn't mean to say it like that and then i you know it gets lost
2: i also think that it can be used as such a defense though because for example someone we spoke about um, a few episodes ago, Brad from Married at First Sight, yeah, he has come out of that show. He got kicked off a few episodes ago because of his like controlling behavior, like very alarming behavior towards his um, quote unquote wife, Shona. Mm-hmm. Um, um and he's come out obviously as they all do and said oh the edit was has like manipulated me like the edit showed it wrong blah blah blah." it's like no you did say all of those things like yeah Uh you can edit the timing of things wrong but they're not like artificially putting words in your mouth or like Mm -hmm. forming like you know weird facial expressions from you you actually did those things Mm -hmm. you said those things to this woman and i do think the edit is something that people often blame things on when they they come off badly Mm -hmm. oh it was edited wrong it's like no no you did say all of those things yeah but i do also think it's really it is often
3: i completely agree in the case of brad by the way yeah, but i think in that sickening. case it's really important to acknowledge the fact that the producers have seen something play out they've seen a response from women's aid they've pulled someone out of the show so it's beyond just like the entertainment narrative that they're trying to follow it's like a real world situation where it's i'm sure they've edited moments because they thought oh, god that was really dramatic that was crazy let's definitely put that and in. that's why
2: lots of scenes don't make sense often that it's like wait that why did that person storm out when yeah actually... or like why were you we talking yeah anyway it, it's a whole fucking thing I'm a whole honestly obsessed a big brother especially is such a study like it's so and I also think it started as this kind of psychological experiment and then it got lost into well it kind of paved the way for all the all the love islands and shit that we see now mm. so I think it would be interesting if they are kind of stepping back to their roots I it feels well into it. that.
3: but I'm not up to date so we'll see we'll see how it goes
2: god I can't wait okay should we just? So get it in? we should say that this episode is the first oh, yeah. that you will get in over a week of episodes. This actually isn't one of our series, but next the next episode you will be getting is tomorrow. Is tomorrow, congratulations! <laughs> because welcome to not quite yet, but tomorrow will be the beginning of the spook- Podtober. Podtober, aka the spooktacular, spook-tacular bonanza, bonanza extravaganza. extravaganza. Ha ha ha! Mwa, ha, ha, ha. Mwa, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> aka spooky week spooky aka week. all the things we're gonna call spooky it spooky gonzalez times it's a halloween week pod Tobos is i think what we yeah decided to call it
3: so it's gonna be from the 24th until the 31st happy halloween happy halloween guys trick <laughs> or treat <laughs> oh yeah okay all right see you there let us know see like you there. <clears throat> if you're on spotify put in the um little responses maybe let us know like specific spooky things you want us to talk about
2: oh my god that fun. would be amazing because i actually have no idea what we're going to talk about yet any spooky stories that we should react to that sort of thing that would be so fun do you know what i mean oh like god, kind of tell us something spooky do, like,
3: that like your grandma said that when she was walking down the stairs there was a crazy light flashing and you know, i mean we can just
2: we i know we've got I these stories to today, the so you're, i can't you're wait but i want to hear family law what's your history what's your spiritual history we should do that we should do one episode that's like your spooky stories because i love that that yeah, feeling so. of like spooky <clears throat> night sleepover mm. feeling where you know when everyone starts telling their like spooky things and everyone's almost like talking over each other because they want to get their spooky story uh, i love that feeling so much shivers and like my eyes
3: always water it just shivers down my whole spine <sighs> right well should we get into this then
2: yeah this not
3: spooky, spooky yeah it is kind of um, scary existential crisis though. Identity yeah. crisis is the combo for today. We asked on the story on Instagram, which is the best place to follow us if you want to get your conversations onto the podcast. We actually always feed off the DMs and just like messages from you on Instagram on what we're going to talk about next on the podcast. Like it largely informs where we're going and like where we're at with these episodes. So you so much for us there. Sefie and Wing we asked on the story for you to be anonymously featured in this upcoming episode what gives you an identity crisis and at the top we put aesthetics personal brands and having nothing to wear dot 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 what gives you an identity crisis and there are a lot of good responses i just feel like that feeling of sometimes i want to like rip my skin off Mm. (laughs) or no i know um... the feeling (laughs) <laughs> it's a bit time spooky, spooky week, spooky season. Sometimes We're I want to shedding my our skins, skin guys. Yeah, sometimes I want to shed my skin or like I'm just in a pile of clothes and nothing's right and everything's a drama and it's very first world problems, but I think that's just the fun of it. Mm. The identity crisis of growing up is so real. I would love to know actually what gives you an identity crisis and then we can get into their responses after.
2: I think so many things do. I think I'm also going to... I've just read a few of the responses which I completely agree with like a lot of them were like I um, when someone describes me in a way that I wouldn't describe myself and I think that is something that icks me out to my core if someone kind of says oh you're just someone that you just love that and it's like no
1: no 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 you've
2: read me wrong like it's Mm, not right mm. or just like oh you're just someone who blah 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 like you're just shy or something like that it's like wait what I think that is a huge element of that sorry that is like no I think it sometimes
3: feels a bit um, icky or like we're not kind of encouraged to share the fact that when people get the wrong end of the stick on us there was this kind of idea that you have to fight against of like why do you care what people think of you blah 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 mm. and I just kind of want to take a moment to be like oh you care because you're human <laughs> and like yeah. it's okay that it matters to you what other people think of you and like it's really human and normal for mm. someone to say something that you feel like doesn't align with who you are and for that to be jarring to you I feel like there's a bit of a kind of rhetoric around like oh well, just immediately disregard it don't why would you yeah, listen that, to that why would you I care agree. Blah, blah, blah.
2: because that relies on the idea that we all kind of have a formed idea of who we are but i feel like mm. most of the time we're all just trying to work out who we are and what our beliefs are and kind of what traits and values we have so when someone comes in and says something that like so for example if someone said to you um you are just i don't know what's something that you don't really i wouldn't want to be called like mean or like judgmental but that's something I feel like you've got. That's a, a you, general insight. You truly believe that you're kind, sort of thing. But something I that's do, like yeah. almost like the <laughs> so um, <laughs> But if someone said, "Oh, you are I'm just. Oh, emperor. you just love um psychology. You just love psychology so much. You love psychology." I do. I do. But let's take you out of it then maybe. because okay, someone else. But almost like if someone says, you just love this one thing. <coughs> Geography and it's almost like, oh, I don't right particularly you know. have any views on psychology, for example. Psychology is something that is like vaguely interesting to most people, but mm. like I don't not it's not a speciality sort of mm, thing. Mm. And so, and then it's almost like, but I don't have any particular points on myself against, for or against that. But you've come in with something saying you don't like this or you do like this. And it's almost like I'm still formulating who i think i am around that what as the person who's being told that they like psychology sorry i'm doing my classic thing where i get lost in my own no no
3: i think it's me because my brain isn't here i lost my microphone earlier by the way and then i lost my phone (laughs) and they were like right where i left them i'm just (laughs) not my mind is still so
2: watching um, big brother oh no honestly I'll come down to the gutter with you let's just get right comfortable in the gutter shall we for a second I am I am yeah I um, think what I'm trying to say with that is that I think if someone tells you something that is like anti something that you believe in like for example yeah if someone's supposed to tell you you're mean mm. it, you would be like no I disagree because I think I'm this I've got the evidence in my mind that I can back that up as mm. but if someone tells you something that is almost quite like why I picked psychology is almost like it's quite like it is just an interesting thing <laughs> but maybe let's take that out of it. <laughs> it's like, okay, so we're hearing a lot about your relationship to psychology here no, no, no i, I don't mean me i don't mean me as psychology. i'm not more doing oh i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> just something general just like that's p- why i picked it because i thought it was general
1: yeah. well that's um, why
2: i thought geography was quite a good one geography is general yeah oh look let's move on i don't know what i'm saying anymore well, kind of if someone projects
3: an idea onto you and it's neither here nor there, but you're like, well, I'm still figuring myself out. So what does that say about me? Is that is that what you're saying? You're still figuring I think figuring so. It out. I just
2: think my point is that most people, I feel like it's hard to have kind of solid views on yourself on every single
1: mm. persona
2: almost yeah. it's like you can go through all the human traits on so <coughs> honesty what's your opinion on honesty it's like oh i don't oh, fucking love know. sometimes i am sometimes i'm not loyalty what's your opinion on loyalty um yeah it's great i don't know i hope so like all of these things it's like we don't necessarily have formed opinions on like which side we of the fence we sit on with these things mm-hmm. ambition i don't know where the fuck i sit with ambition yeah. like if someone says oh you're just so ambitious it's like oh, I don't really know if I particularly am because I haven't really... I haven't got the time of the day to sit down and think about how I feel about all of these things. I just have things that I've collected along this, along my life of, like, evidence for and against mm-hmm. how I fit with these traits. That if someone says to me, oh, you are this thing, it's very easy just to follow it, almost. Yeah. And just be like, yeah, okay, I guess I and am. And it kind of becomes prescriptive.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm. Kind of as well, the idea that, like being or having especially labels kind of um attributed to you is not very fluid and I feel like for mm. a lot of us our nature is we're kind of most comfortable when we're feeling quite fluid and like free to explore things without pressure so you can have a general interest in psychology without being oh she's the psychology one and mm. I feel like when there's that really definitive label or like sometimes an ownership or like a degree of pressure that comes with a certain interest or skill or something that you enjoy in life as a normal human being as you should when that begins to slip into the realm more of like a real definitive label in your identity it's not just something you enjoy but it's like something you have to live up to it's something you have to prove and I feel like that having that energy of something you have to prove really fights against just for me personally i'm not comfortable living that way i find it difficult because i feel like i'm the kind of person that puts myself under that pressure of waking up and feeling like i have to prove i have to prove and it's like oh okay god you don't Power have to prove let's let no. that go um and so i think having those labels allows you often to like lean into like the extra pressure
2: or feeling like you're not living up to something i think identity is actually quite a scary thing really isn't mm. it That I, I agree with you that the proving thing is horrific Do you remember i used to have on my journal i used to, i wrote I, I what was it i come to each day with nothing with to nothing prove, to prove something
3: like that that's because i said that to you on the phone do you remember
2: yeah no i do remember
3: but um sorry i've thrown you no you haven't i don't know what i was gonna say you used to have it in your journal come to each day with nothing to prove <clears throat> i was saying blah 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 and you were saying oh yeah i really agree with you i used to have my journal i come to each day with nothing to prove the proving thing is really horrible Let's just sit with that for a second. I think you'll find it.
2: proving thing is really horrible. <laughs>
3: it's like maybe that was the point. Maybe, but you're probably gonna flourish it up a little bit. Flourishing blots. Mm. I have also gone in for a second strap so by the way. I'm so yeah, sorry about that, up. but I just I can't help it. Yeah, no straps set I might just do some throat spray while you're um. Yeah, yeah. Thinking. I don't really
2: know what I'm thinking about though.
3: Sorry, that's completely my fault because I threw you off.
2: No, you didn't. I did. Don't deny.
3: Identity, feeling like you have something
2: to prove, Mm -hmm. being the psychology one. Let me just... (coughs) I'm just going to start sort of something again. Okay. On that train of thought. But I don't know where it's going. Yeah, I just think identity is quite a dangerous thing, really, because I think you used the word fluid a few minutes ago, which I think is um, the crux of identity, that Mm. what you are today has pretty much no relationship to who you're going to be in a few years or whatever like it is really it does change like an absolute um it can change with the wind like midnight and i think that is one of the most important things to like my mum always says this phrase i'm sure i've said it on the podcast before but she always says like hold it lightly hold it lightly Mm. like almost like um if you've got a new opportunity hold it lightly if you're in a new relationship hold it lightly if you've got a new um kind of anything hold yeah. it lightly because it's like these things do tend to change and shift and if in my experience here nothing changes as quickly as how the way that we view ourselves mm-hmm. so i and it but also is it kind of incredibly fixed at the same time i think it's really important to oh, i don't know i do think it's really important to hold things lightly actually because agreed if you do have a fixed image of yourself it only creates room to be jarred by other people really and to be let down by yourself yeah
3: if you have this kind of fixed idea there will surely inevitably be moments where you can't live up to that we asked on the story what gives you an identity crisis and i just almost feel like we're quite hitting what this person said they said my different personalities lol i want to be multiple kinds of people and i think that's kind of what we're saying is like allowing the room to just be one thing one day and something else the next and one thing in one breath and something else the next. And it doesn't I think when you're doing that, um, kind of subconsciously, it that's the most natural way for a lot of us is to almost just live in one phase and slowly drift out of it and be like, Oh my god, I haven't played Badminton in a while Oh, I'm doing this now. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh I'm really in my big brother phase. It's like well two days ago i didn't even know i was gonna watch it like yeah we don't it doesn't have to be this deep thing it's really not deep when it's coming naturally but when the crisis kicks in (laughs) oh it becomes deep very then it becomes deep because i think you start kind of um holding yourself under this kind of light of examination and like really trying to inspect like who am i where am i going what Mm. am i doing who am i hanging out with what am i eating what do i wear like who the fuck is this person that i've created i feel like that can be triggered by lots of different things in life so things mm. like the seasons changing or a relationship yeah, ending. Yeah, a lot
2: of people saying that with clothes
3: yeah or a new relationship starting or new job new work new school etc newness something that Anything triggers new. like the idea of change shakes mm. you out of your old routine
2: can be quite difficult to deal with yeah i also think it's like a social issue of like our over awareness of how we present to other people as well Mm. and like the idea of we have to curate ourselves not even necessarily on social media but i do think social media is a huge fucking massive element of it yeah that we have this huge awareness of like how we present in comparison to other people and basically just like just quite a narcissistic culture really that it's Mm. almost like how we dress really as we know is of very kind of little importance towards like your value as a human being it might be like an amazing form of self-expression it might be Mm. something that helps you feel good and helps you kind of um show your mood to the world show Mm. your intention to the world whatever but it really doesn't really have that much of like an impact on your worth on like I don't know how yeah. worthy you are as a human being on this planet yeah but I feel like we have massively got it twisted and we've all got this like massive sense of um just like an over awareness of like how we present and how our identity basically we overestimate how much everyone else is thinking about us because we're mm. all just thinking about ourselves
3: mm-hmm. 100%. so I think identity
2: is like way out of proportion in our
3: heads anyway agreed and I think as well it kind of feeds into that like broader narrative of like feeling like you have to choose and I think Mm. what is most what works best for me is feeling like okay I don't have to choose I don't have to choose this is my color this is my thing this yeah. is my attitude this is what I say blah, blah 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 like this is who I am and you have to choose one thing and stick to it like even like this is my favorite Taylor Swift album what era are you like it's that you don't actually have to choose you really don't
2: have to choose much in life it also kind of goes beyond even just the choices because i even feel it even just now it's like just to speak um candidly for a second yeah, please. i feel personally like i'm not doing my best performance in this episode i'm thinking you're coming off you're saying weird things it's because i threw you it's no I you threw d- you no up. it's not it's not you 100 i'm just almost like right okay this isn't my best performance which is absolutely fine it's 100 percent okay to have even conversations in your life where it's like, that wasn't my best articulation of myself. I didn't really show my true thoughts. I'm not really summing up my beliefs on identity right now. Totally. But I think it's one of the weird things that we do as humans, that every almost the last interaction we have, or the last thing we saw, or the last outfit we wore, this. or the last You're thing that we did... You're only as good as your last thing. That's almost the summation of who you are. Totally. Like, that's almost... Oh, so this episode... Is not being my ending? best in my mind anyway i don't know how you're feeling about me in this. I'm you are no, be you're doing feeling great. neutral whatever <clears throat> i'm not particularly liking what i'm saying in this <laughs> but to my in my mind then that seems to negate the however 200 episodes that i've done where i do think i'm coming off smart and i'm being articulate and i'm saying what i believe and i'm mm-hmm. liking myself in it yeah and that is one of the tricks that this society has kind of given and kind of just human nature that we're only as good as The last thing we did. The last thing.
0: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
3: I can't believe you just brought that up. I was literally thinking I want to say. So I heard someone say recently, because there's an element to it that's like, okay, strive for better. Like, mm. definitely, like, put, in your, put your best foot into, step into the next episode with your best foot, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Literally, I haven't got a brain. I'm, I'm not even going to apologize at this point. <clears throat>
2: no think of the 200 others or literally probably 400 others <laughs> which i would rank them like three out of five <laughs> no um, i would say we've done we've done a, no, a I feel really mixed positively. bag of amazing work totally. It's a, mixed bag. it's a lucky dip <laughs> it is a lucky you know dip if it's anything oh my god do you know what spooky week is going to be or the Spectacular bonanza extravaganza a trick or treat it's kind of um wait what did you say a lucky dip lucky dip is an unlucky dip <laughs> that's oh, what we used to do bad. outside my house for halloween oh, we used to have dip. a thing called an unlucky dip and you'd get things like it was this big b- b- papier-mâché like bowl we made that looked like a pumpkin and you nice. would it was like an unlucky dip so you could get like chocolate bars out of it It'd or you like could eyeballs. get it was like an empty roll of um sellotape <laughs> nice. and things like that or just I like, like a bent spoon that's like fun. rubbish shit that was really fun a really used up like um unsharpened like da- like done pencil that carrie used great great good gags yeah great gags
3: really good <coughs> it was a hit that is, is a hit town. it's really landing with me mm. um well how are you feeling actually can we talk maybe a bit can we focus in on the
2: like aesthetic aesthetic yeah yeah I really fashion like that. choices that sort of vibe because well i can show you something that's next to me that i did show you earlier oh, but i didn't kind of talk about it that's to you please. but i'm sure sh- i'll show you this now if you see oh, this yeah yeah I i've made a little habit tracker Just for the last few days of October, October, because I was like, right, okay, what do I really want to like hone in on at the end of October? Mm. And the things that are on that, I've been ticking them off. I've done three days so far and it's full chart so far. It's like meditate, yoga, once there's media and art, I want to consume one new piece of media or art, like not watch the same things every day. Like one new thing every day. Gratitude Mm -hmm. is one. Just write a list of eight things I've got to do. And clothes is one. And so far I've got three ticks on it. Haven't well managed done. it up two days because I've worn something up like just basic on shit. But Wait, what was the last one? Clothes. What does that mean? Clothes. Clothes is like I, what I want to do for these last few days of October and basically create this new habit is I want to wear an outfit that I feel aligned with mm. every single day. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be like, for example, yesterday I was like, oh my God, does that fit with like oh did I, I um accomplish that goal because I wore like I was going on a walk with my family and I wore like sort of clothes that we would walk in not I wasn't like getting up getting all dressed up but it's like no because that felt aligned with what I would wear to mm. that activity sort of thing because mm-hmm. I feel like so often just because as we know I have had my struggles with body image blah 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 getting dressed is a really tricky thing and is something mm. that every single morning I look at my wardrobe so overwhelmed and feeling horrific and I often just don't even manage it yeah I want to make an effort to wear clothes that don't make me look skinny that don't make me um feel like I'm trying to like hide myself and be someone I'm not I want to wear the clothes that I like mm-hmm. that are comfortable and cool and that look uh, like that look cool together that align with my style not necessarily being driven by bullshit from my mind so I think Mm -hmm. that's what that goal is that I want to wear things that feel aligned with my identity as like someone Mm -hmm. that isn't limited by um bullshit around like bodies and one of the things my therapist had me do which was really cool Mm -hmm. was throw out all the clothes in my wardrobe that don't fit me which Mm -hmm. there actually wasn't that many but it was just like a few dresses and stuff that was like adding to my feeling of being overwhelmed when I looked at my wardrobe and it has freed me up a bit that it's like okay so I know that everything here does actually fit me mm. um, and it's yeah I think it's actually really important to me to try and like re realign with my sense of style because when I was younger I wanted to be a fashion designer like I was I studied textiles like I was really into like fashion and style and body image shit has 100% taken that from me oh, like it has just limited me so much so I'm really trying to get back in touch and I have been for a year or so now but it's obviously so hard really trying to get back in touch with like what I like as my style mm. and rediscovering that without my set of rules of like it has to be like this and it has to have these kind of sleeves and it has to have be this kind of um, waistline is so um difficult but also freeing Mm
3: -hmm. yeah and kind of like being
2: intentional rather than just being like okay I feel like that was safe yesterday so I'll just chuck it on today sort of safe is literally not coming into it at the moment which is so nice like it's not um just almost like actually having to strip back and be like what do I like is something I haven't done in 10 years really Mm. be like what do I like not what does this sick voice in my head say that I have to wear like what do i actually like from this um selection of clothes that i've kind of um, yeah curated over the years
3: yeah it's actually really nice it kind of reminds me of um i think we were in yeah we must have been in third year and we went into a shop and there were these earrings and they were like all different colored hoops and i always remember right yeah, yeah i always remember this conversation because you were like I can't. well They were expensive, but you're like I can't get them because they, they were like <laughs> twenty. They were from
2: Oliver Bonus, which is like they were, quite like, an expensive. Twenty-eight shop. quid or something. They were. I don't know if they're twenty-eight. They were. They were in the 20s of like I would say twenty-four, which seems a lot less. Oh, I think it might be twenty-eight. No, they wouldn't. I don't think. Are I you sure? I've never worn them as
3: well because I actually don't prob- really like them. The problem is I'm quite an enabler. Like I do kind of push the people to buy things, but anyway we were in this shop at the time you really liked them you were like I can't get them though first of all they were expensive but second of all they don't really what am I going to wear them with they don't go with yeah, anything yeah what
2: is that sh- yeah. sh- can I describe them they're yeah. just to put the context they're kind of gold hoops but they have like sequins kind of down the bottom of the hoop have so you got it's them like can I, coin- I see them actually Yeah. Yeah. refresh my memory I, on them I saw them the other day because I was clean, clearing out all my earrings one sec this is fun <laughs> let me root through honestly my earring pot it's absolute chaos like i almost it's just like a weird oh my goodness yeah look at this This there's a bit of asmr for you guys yeah earrings because i've got loads of earrings that are like mugs on them and like weird butterflies and weird the cow ones that you and a million (laughs) million rusty hoops these are them fun yeah i remember them yeah they're for a festival like almost you'd wear them to pride they're like they're cool you did wear them to pride actually did i okay at least i've worn them once then yeah they're they're cool but they're just i don't i literally do you know what i i stand with what i said to you back in that shop i don't know what i would wear these with which is interesting because i do feel like you could wear them with you could literally
3: wear them right now with your top
2: no i don't like that as a combo i don't i actually just don't think i
3: like them anymore
2: like them <laughs> well. Anyway, yeah. at the time
3: you really liked them. You were like blah blah blah. blah. What am I going to wear them with? They don't go with anything that I have. Love them, love them. Oh my god, they're my dream earrings. This is our I, yeah. I remember explicitly.
2: I remember this. Yeah,
3: <clears throat> they're my dream earrings. What am I going to do? Oh my god, I can't get dream them. It's like I remember being like, well, if they're your dream earrings, <laughs> then you should get them. <laughs> I guess it was bad yeah, advice. 100%. Now looking back, she haven't worn them, but no no, should, no but
2: it, it was great advice and i think about it all
3: it, the time. it holds up yeah yeah it does. if your dream earrings don't go with anything that you currently own and you're constantly complaining that all of the things that you currently own you don't really like then you should probably get the dream earrings and bit by bit start to collect and like curate things that you do actually like rather than constantly not getting the things you do like because you're tied to all the things you already have which you know you don't like. So it's like if you constantly mm. don't refresh and it's not to say go out and buy loads of things absolutely not but like kind of what you were saying of just having intention with what you're wearing and etc etc being aligned with what you do have but it's like if you're making choices to Buy something that you don't necessarily love but like it goes with all the other shit that i've got whatever i just needed something i just need that whatever i'll just get it blah 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 rather than buying something that you know you absolutely love and you're gonna wear hopefully loads and loads and loads for the next few years maybe not mm. in the earrings but maybe not the earrings but you maybe know not the earrings but the sentiment still stands i think that i feel like is a much more um like fulfilling
2: way of like looking at expressing yourself through your clothes i also think it's changing the way that you shop like i feel like what i always did just almost i think it's also growing up with kind of limited money Mm. clothes aren't something that it's like oh i have an abundance of growing had an abundance of growing up so it was almost like right you've got to be make smart decisions yeah and rather than buying like pieces that i liked it would be going to kind of the cheapest shop going to Primark and buying as much as possible because you know that you're going to need kind of t-shirts and just like it's summer you're going to need a skirt rather than like what do I actually like here like you can buy one thing that you like or you can have a few things that you don't like but I think now growing up and like having a, a decent amount of money to like make decisions about style with and things like that it's almost like I really have been thinking about the way that I shop Mm. my impulse is just from growing up in I hate to say fast fashion world Mm. the impulse is like okay so I'm going to a party um I'll go on ASOS and I'll find something that I kind of like on there that you know is just like quite a standard piece or whatever like that I like but actually the way that I do enjoy shopping I do fucking love going around loads of charity shops mm. and going around and hunting and I've always loved doing that like from going back to times when doing that with my grandma and things like that I love shopping like that but it's such a privilege to have the amount of time yeah to go and dedicate a day towards like you probably aren't <coughs> gonna find anything sizing is obviously a whole thing in charity shops as well um it's just a whole different experience and I think it's such a an amazing thing to when you are thinking about like what do I really want to wear to think about like how do I actually want to shop and like do I want Mm. to have a load of pieces from I've got nothing against ASOS like it's an amazing I love website but do I want to have a load of pieces from ASOS um or like the fucking PLTs of the world or do I want to have a day where I go around and do that like it it just depends on like what first of all it depends on what your personal style is but also like a huge thing in rebuilding a wardrobe that i feel positive towards when i look at has been like enjoying the process of shopping and not mm-hmm. necessarily just getting it delivered to my door and being completely detached from the experience the entire the process mm-hmm. of it really and actually feeling connected to um the experience of like buying clothes
3: yeah yeah agreed stunning um should we look for another one let me mm-hmm. have that. There's a lot going on. There is. I had something, but I can't remember what it is now. Doesn't matter. True wait? Nah, it's long gone. It's long gone.
2: <laughs> this this is... one's interesting. Okay. Oh no, go on. I You're just... about to do one. Well, I was just going to say
3: a funny one, but I don't have anything to say about it. I just think it's funny. Yeah, um, go on. That we said, what gives you an identity crisis? And this person said, stalking people on LinkedIn.
2: <laughs> I saw that. I was like, guys, you know they can see you <laughs> if you click on their profile <laughs> on LinkedIn. They can see Bracket you. It's guys. Guilty.
3: But Then they said, feeling like I need to change degrees. Just want to say, like, you made me laugh, and we're sending you lots
2: of love, and I hope your degrees. Oh, so going be okay. careful out there. Yeah. <laughs> <If> <laughs> LinkedIn you click on is an anxious. Someone's profile place. on LinkedIn, guys, they can see it. LinkedIn. But, is but also, up. I don't have LinkedIn. I don't know how it works. It no. might have changed by now. But this is yeah. what I hear from the the gal- the working girlies, that yeah. you can see this stuff oh yeah because once this guy that i used to date someone he added one of my friends on linkedin and i was like go and look go and look and they were like we're not crazy they're like do no. you want me to look because he'll know and i was like look go and look is that how you found out that they know found out that they know that they can see you um that might have been one of the contributing factors because i was like oh my god <laughs> click 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 and then they were like slow it down right now um i have one that could be an interesting combo. go totally i'm sure it is because i yeah no i mean it's a great point i just think this is a huge element of identity and i've had many a conversation with many friends about how they feel that they're not living up to um like the societal standard of mm. this and they said that the thing that gives them identity crisis is crisis crisis jesus is not having one specific hobby or pastime Mm. Okay. I think hobbies is a yeah. very underrated and fascinating topic. Go on. Agreed. Go on. I think there's a kind of under the surface pressure for women in particular to have hobbies. Hmm. I don't think men are having the same pressure. I don't think because I almost think that like sports men are so-
3: probably comes into it a bit more naturally.
2: Definitely, like boys, when they grow up, they're either handed kind of a football or a guitar, or, like or a cricket thing. If they're posh. yeah, they're handed some sports <laughs> thing or a musical instrument, and <coughs> their social life will go Rugby from there. Ball. Like if yeah. you look at a group of boys in a park, they're kicking a ball around. They're not sitting there chin-wagging like us. Mother's they're eating. not chatterboxes. Yeah. They're kicking, they're discussing, they're kicking a ball. And I'm yeah. so jealous. I would love to be doing that, kicking a ball around with the girls. <laughs> but I think there is definitely a pressure for girls because they're not necessarily given sports in the same way. Mm. Girls almost have this thing where it's like... or I'm massively generalising. A lot of the women that I've spoken to get to this sort of age and it's like, oh shit, my um, life has kind of consisted of like seeing friends um studying and then like maybe if you're lucky you learn an instrument or you did plays or something at school but I think a lot of it's like look when in my free time I go and see my friends I don't necessarily go and do a hobby Mm. so I've had a few conversations with people recently where they've been all like over the last few years specifically after leaving university and like studying not being a thing almost it's like what do I enjoy what do I do for fun And I do think there is a pressure to have a kind of thing that you don't monetize, but you just enjoy, i.e. crocheting, knitting, a sport is amazing to have like all of just Mm. all of this stuff. I think there's a huge pressure to it because a lot of people seem to be like, I'm going to start pottery. I'm going to start dance lessons. And it's an amazing thing to have. But I also think that strip the pressure out of it.
3: Totally. I, I think that's the crux of everything in life is yeah. like there's so much pressure being held at us 24 fucking seven the last thing you want to feel in your dance class or your pottery class is, is
2: am i now a dancer am i a dancer am am I, somebody i'm not who good loves at pottery ballad.
3: what can i do like i think it's really hard sometimes to keep the perspective of like really i think we do want to enjoy our lives <laughs> and like we're yeah. made to
2: feel like our lives really aren't here to be enjoyed no exactly because also how, how ridiculous is that because a hobby in its essence is like a fun additional thing yeah. that you do that possibly doesn't impact your identity like the whole thing is that it's supposed to be like an kind of extracurricular thing that you do yeah but there's this pressure that it's like if you start doing um Anything. taekwondo god I'm so jealous of you yeah Um, if you start doing taekwondo it's like now you're somebody who does taekwondo it's like maybe you just don't need to add that layer to it maybe Mm. it's like we can try some things if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out it doesn't need to be oh i'm someone let me describe myself i do i'm a um I don't know, I, I I do taekwondo in my spare time and then I also love making my own earrings. It's like you don't need I to have a sentence that describes this. Yeah, no. I think as well, it's from a really early age,
3: we're told that we need these kind of extracurricular things to like add to our social capital. And it's like you need to yeah. convince the straight white men that you're not just good in these kind of grades. You're also mm. a great dancer.
2: You're also a great taekwondo Candidate master, master, <laughs> master of but it, doesn't it go back to like, or it seems to go back to times of like, I don't know. I've I've read a few Jane Austen books. I know that mm. it enhances a <coughs> woman's social capital to be great at sewing and embroidery, mm-hmm. and they're a great conversationalist, and all of this stuff. Like they also a great um, horse rider. Mm-hmm. They can play croquet. Like these, they speak a little bit of French. Like, but this makes the you a desirable
3: candidate for the kind of validation of normally the white man. Men. Yeah. yeah, who's gonna like let you into the uni or
2: marry you? Like, that's the thing to avoid. That when when you're trying to build an identity around things that you love,
1: mm.
2: having to then describe them to someone potentially on a date or something like that, like or doing things for the reason of being able to tell someone that you've started taekwondo, doesn't seem like a great reason to start it. No, or just I- it just adds that huge layer of like just the over obsession with identity back to what I was totally. saying at the beginning.
3: And also kind of, I think, I think the biggest thing is like knowing that you can let yourself love things. You can let yourself enjoy things. You can be a full and complete human being without having anything to prove. And I feel like having that idea of like, I need to prove that I'm good enough every Mm. fucking day is so exhausting and it's not necessary and you're gonna feel it often but the moments where you can find a little like five second little highlight where you give yourself a break and remind yourself that you're all right and you're just at taekwondo to like I don't know have a good time or chill out is it relaxing or is it like aggressive i don't actually know but you're there to just enjoy yourself and be a human being yeah yeah Mm. rather than um to prove anything like you're not here in competition with your peers you're just on a fucking floating rock living a life trying your best and deserving of that
2: Mm. and also you're not there to i almost feel like people there's an element of like i'm at the dance class and i and then later you almost whilst you're at the dance class you're kind of rehearsing the conversation where you'll tell someone you're at your dance class and like i'm doing um i'm going to my pottery thing but i'm also taking a photo for my story of the pottery thing mm. it's like you these things should be fun for you not mm. fun not as a medium uh, not as like a medium to enhance the way that the your world social thinks about you.
3: yeah it's not black mirror
2: it's not black mirror we've got it <sighs> we've got it really twisted guys it's not black mirror we went to thought park recently we went in the black mirror maze we did maybe we should um yeah no talk about it in spooky week that's what i was gonna say yeah
3: okay i'm starting starting to recline a little bit here so i think it might be time (laughs) yeah um i think that's better than you think it is do you because i think that was bad it's because i threw you and you keep denying that i threw you but i did i threw you off i know i think i'm just throwable at the moment you weren't at the beginning until i threw you
2: But it's because I'm throwable. I'm just a throwable little girl. It's okay to be throwable. No, exactly. I'm not my attached to it. My brain is not. It's just not. It's not on. part of my identity, guys. It's, fine. it's not. And like today, I'm throwable. Tomorrow, I might not be. Anything we want to say apart from just like, hey, how are you? Sending loads of love. Like, um, isn't this I would fun? Like just say yes. thank you so much for listening. Honestly, like, thank you so much. It's actually insane, as we always say. I hope you enjoy the spectacular bonanza extravaganza. Me too. We haven't recorded a single word of it yet, so I literally don't know what no, the spectacular bonanza extravaganza will be. You
3: know what we also said about doing is hmm. a live recording. Session where we dress up as fairy pod mothers and do a Which bit of a give you advice situation. We have to do that. Maybe we'll do that like for the last kind of episode or something. Well,
2: we've got a few things that are our last thing now because we also <laughs> recorded. <laughs> we've got a lot of. Should we say the thing that we've recorded? On. No. Um. Well, well yeah, let's, let's see what it. we've got. Let's see what we've got. Oh no, go on. Yeah, you can say it. No, let's. Okay, we basically we've recorded this thing. We won't tell you what it is yet. We with somebody else you don't know them they're not Our like first a social guest. media star <laughs> uh, you know who i was um, actually thinking we could have
3: as a guest not, not even huh? no no of course not <laughs>
2: oh god i was gonna say no
3: uh, no not that we are gonna have a guest but i just kind of thought <clears throat> maybe this is big-headed but i thought like she would definitely come on
2: who the head is it? Is shona from married at first sight <laughs>
3: Oh my god. I thought she might no, like. Us. She
2: wouldn't. She wouldn't. No.
3: She's already I saw her on another podcast and I thought, we've got three million downloads. If we flexed that hard enough, she would come. And we Maybe would be so loving. Would. Not that we necessarily are taking guests, but
2: we won't have any guests unless you're shown. Shown from, Married of... from Married <laughs> 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 i would have a few from married at first sight i wouldn't mind having a little combo with ella To be i'd honest. love ella and well there's some stuff about ella though in the newest episode that i wasn't mm. i wasn't loving how she's acting to be honest but true but there's more to ella than that one episode oh as we say you're not you're only not as good as your last episode <laughs> yeah, exactly. of married at first sight if we're only as good as our last episode then we are you're only in the as the good trash. as your last commitment ceremony <laughs> that's iconic
3: <laughs> all right look I, i'm sorry i need i'm actually in excruciating pain <laughs> well let's get out of here i'm so sorry <laughs> no no never 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 it's a luxury
2: <clears throat> are we recording a pod not give my throat another 12 no, there hours is no to rush. also that's the
3: last thing i want to do i'm really excited let's do a bit of a like think as well
2: Oh my god! I'm really excited for Podtober.
3: I'm really excited for our fairy podmother event.
2: Why do we? We're so weird. What, what? are all these terms? <laughs> I don't know. Also, the it's fact like that we've decided to call a spooky week that we're doing the spooktacular bonanza, bonanza extravaganza. extravaganza. It's Fresh like, well, out of Saffy and Wings Emporium
3: of spooky. And then we'll episodes. dress up as fairy podmother. Exactly, mothers. but it's also like there's nothing stopping you from dressing up tomorrow it's like why do we suddenly it's like we get an idea in our heads and that that makes us go nuts do you know what i mean it's a bit weird weird anyway sorry for the end of this one that was a bit strange yeah well if you don't hear if you don't hear from us assume assume the worst